Hello, my name is Betsy Rubarsik, and I'm your host of Teachers Show Me the World, a podcast for teachers who want to venture beyond the four walls of their classroom and make their subject come to life through educational travel. This podcast will be a toolbox of tips, tricks, and resources that will enable you to create a world travel program at your school that will enhance your students' education through life-changing, hands-on, experiential learning and help you become a teacher who shows your students the world. Welcome to episode one of Teachers Show Me the World. I'm so excited to have you here listening. And uh, really, this is the beginning of a new year. It's 2024. And I know I am the sort of person that I end up creating goals for myself. And I just knew that in my heart of hearts, I have a story to tell, a story about travel, about why I travel and how travel has influenced my life so much and formed me into who I am today and how I use this amazing passion to change my own students' lives. So you are listening to this podcast because one, you love to travel. Two, you love your students and you see the value of travel. And three, because you're the sort of person that doesn't like to stay within the confines of the four walls of your classroom. So you and I are already kindred spirits. <laughs> so I'm so glad that you're here uh, to join me on this amazing journey. So I really wanted to take this first episode as an opportunity to kind of introduce myself and give a little background of who I am and why I love to travel and why I am so passionate about incorporating travel with what I do and how I teach. So uh, yeah, let me just be begin with um, giving you a little personal background. Um, so a lot of people always ask me, how did you fall in love with travel? Well, and when I answer that question, people are always really surprised to find out that uh I did not grow up in a home with parents who were crazy about international travel. I would have to say that, you know, majority of my family vacations were local or going to Florida or South Carolina, uh, you know, the, the stereotypical family beach vacation. But I had a grandmother who was 80 years old and on her 80th birthday, believe it or not, bless her heart, she went off and embarked upon, I believe it was like an eight week journey tour all over Europe. And like, this is still during the time of communism when she did this. I was like four years old and uh, we still had the iron curtain up and here's my 80-year-old grandmother traveling all the way to St. Petersburg, Russia, and all the way uh, around the, the Balkan countries of former Yugoslavia, and even to Turkey. And I remember she would be sending us postcards from her journey. And I was just captivated by 
her stories, and it really captured my imagination. And then I also had an uncle who, when I was very young, uh, gave me a subscription to National Geographic. And I remember opening up these magazines and just pouring over the pages, looking at these far off lands and pulling out the maps and studying the maps and just knowing uh, that one day that's going to be me. I'm going to be that person that's out exploring this world. And so for me, it really started young. But because my parents weren't big travelers, I really had to wait until it was my time when I was independent and basically a young adult to be able to do it on my own. So the very first opportunity happened when I was 18 and my senior year of high school, all of my friends were saving up to go on this senior cruise. And I had no desire to do that whatsoever. I had my heart set on, I was going to go to England and France for the very first time. That was my goal. So to accomplish this goal, I had to get a job. And no lie, my first year, I'm sorry, I should say my senior year, the entire year of high school, I got my first job working at a deli. And my only job was to actually gut chickens. I literally stood for five hours a night three nights a week, my senior year of high school, standing in one spot, gutting chickens. Yeah, if that isn't dedication and delayed gratification, I don't know what is. But anyway, all that being said, I had saved enough money. I was able to buy my first ticket. And exactly one week after I graduated high school, all by myself, I boarded a plane. I mean, I'm not going to lie. My parents were freaking out. And they're like, oh, I can't believe you're going. Um, yeah, here I was, this 18-year-old girl, fresh out of high school, boarding a plane to a country where um, I didn't know anyone. And so I boarded that plane, and I flew to England. And for three weeks, I uh, traveled around England and uh, made my way to Paris. And it was revolutionary. I was hooked. And from that moment on, uh, I was constantly looking out for opportunities to, um, to travel. So I actually went on to get my degree in history, and I double minored in philosophy and English. And while I was getting my bachelor's, I was looking out for opportunities to study abroad. And an amazing opportunity popped up for me to spend a semester in London. And so I jumped on it. And of course, when you're in England, I mean, my goodness, it's so easy to just puddle jump and go to all these different other places. So I took opportunities to backpack all over Europe. And this is the day and age where like Rick Steves was the gospel. <laughs> and so you would have the only internet access you could have would be like the internet cafe in some podunk little, you know, back alley. And you'd go to your internet cafe and you might be able to email home and that sort of thing. And then you have your Rick Steve book looking for best recommendations. And that's literally how you traveled. And so that first semester uh, that I spent abroad um, was once again another life-changing uh, and life-altering opportunity. 
And so from that moment on, I just continued to travel. And uh, I went on to get my master's in history as well. And so to be so passionate about history and travel is just the natural marriage between the two. So um, actually, speaking of marriage, um, I met my husband. His name is Craig. And I was very fortunate to marry a man who, who wasn't well-traveled before I married him, but he was just as passionate. And he had this desire, just like me, to just get out there and continue to travel. After having been married for about seven years, we had an incredible uh, opportunity to work and teach at a British international school in Prague. And my husband's not a teacher, but uh, he is, I like to call him my Swiss army knife. He's, <laughs> he pretty much has everything in his toolbox and he is just an amazing man. And I just love him so much. And so he was actually able to be the school's IT manager. So we moved to this school in Prague and for two years, we lived and um, traveled all over Europe. We had a car. We actually had our German shepherd, uh, whose name was Kelvin. And uh, the three of us traveled all over Europe on our vacation time. And we drove anywhere from Prague all the way down to Dubrovnik, Croatia. Or we would drive from uh, Prague all the way over to Pamplona. I have a, a, a very distinct memory of uh, my dog and I uh, in Pamplona, and we got him this traditional red scarf because with the running of the bulls, they always wear the red scarf, and Kelvin just loved that scarf. And we just had the best two years living in Europe, and we were able to travel um, continuously because we had a lot of good breaks, I have to say. I kind of liked the teaching schedule in Europe. <laughs> but anyway, we decided we had to move back home. And no sooner had we moved back home than about a week later, we found out we were having our son. And we affectionately call him our Prague souvenir. And so here begins the journey of being parents with kids. And it's really quite funny. Um, when we moved back home from Prague, I'll never forget somebody said, oh, it's so good that you got all of that travel out of your system. Now you can stay home and raise a family. And I remember looking at that person and thinking, are you kidding me? Our dog has been to 14 countries. I think my kiddos will be going a few places with us. <laughs> so since then, uh, my family and I um, have moved overseas yet again, and we spent some time in Malaysia working at yet another international school there. And while we were there, my daughter was only 18 months when we moved there, and our son was four. And when we moved there, goodness, we would go to Cambodia and Bali and Thailand and Singapore and Japan and all these amazing places. And our kids just became incredible little travelers. And so that kind of leads me up to why the name of this podcast is actually called Teachers Show Me the World. And I got to actually give the credit to my son for that. When we were about a week away from moving to Malaysia, 
my son was in the backseat of my car and we had literally sold everything. We sold everything in our house, our house, our cars, everything. And as a family of four, we reduced our life to only eight suitcases. And uh, I was starting to feel guilty that my children had no toys. And um, yeah, I was having some regret. And I asked my son, who was in the backseat of the car, I said, hey, Graham, are you excited about moving to Malaysia? And what he said next, never in a million years would I have expected his answer. And from the back seat of the car, I hear the most enthusiastic, yes. And I'm like, really? Oh, this is sweet. And I said, well, why? Why are you so excited? And he said, because real adventurers never stop adventuring. Mama, show me the world. And with that, oh my goodness, <laughs> that stuck. Mama, show me the world. So with all that being said, as of today, in January 2024, I have been blessed to have traveled to 49 countries spanning six continents. And not only have I had the incredible joy of showing my own two children the world, I've been able to open up the eyes and horizons of my students and take them around the world as well. And so Mama Show Me the World transformed and morphed into Teacher Show Me the World. And the way that that came about is kind of quite Actually, it's quite funny. Um, I'll never forget this. I was teaching in my very first year of teaching. And uh, I should mention that I had lived in Malaysia previously uh, to when my family and I lived there. I, I had actually worked at that same school and did my student teaching there when I, before I was married. And, um, and so I had just finished my student teaching, moved back to the States, and just started my very first teaching job. And I was teaching 10th grade U.S. history. And I was so excited to bring my teaching alive through my experiences of travel. And I'll never forget, on that first day of school, I opened up my class with the quote by Francis of Assisi that says, the world is a book, and those who do not travel read only a page. And I would always ask my students, I still do, in fact, I still open my first day of class with that quote, asking them, what does that mean to them? And this boy in the back of my classroom kind of just smugly raises his hand, and he's got this look on his face like, oh yeah, I'm going to show her. <laughs> And I called on him, and I'll never forget him. His name was Kenny. And I said, uh, yes, Kenny, what does this quote mean to you? And he says, well, why do I even need to travel? And I just kind of looked at him. My eyes got big. And he said, I don't need to travel. I got a gas station down the street. There's a McDonald's across from the gas station. And heck, there's a Walmart a mile away. Why do I have to go anywhere? <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I think 
my jaw dropped in that moment. And I realized, wow, I have a long ways to go (laughs) with having my students realize the value of travel and education. So let's fast forward to after I had just moved back to the United States after having lived in Prague. And this is where it becomes a good thing. (laughs) And my students, um, I would always talk to those students after I'd moved home from Prague about all of the incredible field trips that I would actually take my students on, my European students on. So while I was living in Europe, we would take our sixth and seventh and eighth grade students, all of our middle school middle school students, um, to an annual school trip. So we went to Rome, we went to Barcelona, we would go on ski trips in the Alps. I mean, it was really quite amazing. And European kids are so well-traveled, so parents weren't as skittish or worried about their students going on these trips. Um, so anyway, I just never thought in a million years that my students in America would even be interested. But I would always talk about these trips. And so I had another student named Chase. He raised his hand and he had a much different uh, response than Kenny did. (laughs) Chase raised his hand that fateful day and he said, Mrs. Rabarsik, you're always talking about all of the incredible places that you take or took your European students on why don't you ever take your American students anywhere? And with that, my jaw dropped yet again. And it's like a light bulb went off on my head. And I said, you know, Chase, wow, that's a really good question. You know, let me get back to you on that. And no lie, that fateful day, In 2011, that began the trajectory of me being that teacher who shows my students the world. And you know what? I'm very proud to say that that very first student-led trip that I took in uh, the spring break of 2012, Chase was on that trip. And since then, he and I continue to stay in contact and Wow, (laughs) has he continued to travel and see this amazing world. Since that first trip with Chase, I've been honored to take hundreds of students to 10 different countries spanning three continents and going strong. In fact, just this coming June, I have a group of 54 people Uh, students and parents that I'll be taking on an 80th anniversary of D-Day tour to England, France, Austria, and Germany. Traveling with my students has now become such an integral part of who I am as a teacher and as an educator. And what my students are able to learn on one single trip compared to an entire year of sitting in a desk, there's no comparison. 
to actually see my students just be completely changed and altered and their whole world is opened up. There is nothing more rewarding. So that is really why I'm on this mission. I'm passionate and I almost feel like this is like a greater purpose (laughs) that I have to help other teachers become that teacher who shows their students the world. And I'm just so excited that you are going to be joining me on this journey because there is such a need. People can get intimidated by travel and they think that, oh my goodness, I can't imagine traveling with middle school students or teenagers uh, overseas. And that's just a big, scary thing. But honestly, it is the most rewarding part of my job and it changes your students' lives. So I hope that you're ready to join me in this revolution, an educational journey to show our students the world. Whether you are a seasoned traveler or if this is your first time of even contemplating taking your students abroad, I hope that you will glean tons of information, stories, and knowledge from this show. Uh, Looking into the future, not only will I be sharing all of my own personal experience of how I do this, and uh, but I will also be bringing on a lot of different guest speakers, and I'm very hopeful that this will be just what you need to be able to show your students the world. So thanks for joining the first episode, and I'm just so excited to see where this goes, and I can't wait to uh, really see how educational travel will become a movement for the year of 2024 and years to come. Until next time, remember, not all classrooms have four walls, so be the teacher who shows your students the world. Ciao! If you enjoyed listening to this episode of Teacher Show Me the World, well, be sure to like and follow this podcast. If you're currently someone who's already taking your students abroad, well, be sure to check out my website, www.teachershowmetheworld.com. Other resources to use as a group leader, but then also share with your travelers. If you've never led a trip before, but you've always wanted to, and perhaps 2024 is the year that you're gonna learn how to do this and show your students the world, well, be sure to look in the show notes and click on the link to learn how to lead a trip.